Welcome to Straight Up Sports, the podcast. I'm Andrew Schaefer. In today's episode, it's going to be mostly football. Uh, we're going to preview all eight divisions. I'm going to rank each team one to four in their respective divisions and also each quarterback one to four in their respective decisions. Obviously, a lot of moves happen this offseason. Um, we'll address uh, most of the big ones, at least when we start going through the teams. Um, but first, I, I want to talk about um, the coronavirus. Uh, obviously, we're all in a pandemic here. Um, you know, I know everybody's kind of, you know, sad and stressed out with work and with, you know, being at home all the time, but eventually we're all going to get through this. You know, it's, uh, it's going to take some time, you know, um, I'm out on Long Island. It's, it's not good here. Um, New York state, it's, it's not good. Um, but you know, hopefully we'll be okay. Um, the virus is, starting to slow down a little bit, which is good positive news. We can't really go by the models and what the news is saying. You know, it's kind of just one day at a time kind of a thing. And, um, you know, obviously it's affected the sports world a lot. I mean, when you look at what Rudy Gobert did just four months, four weeks ago, excuse me, uh, yesterday, you know, it, it really just changed everything. You know, people looked at Rudy Gobert as a as an enemy, really, because he, you know, he touched the microphone, he touched the stand. You know, and then they look at him as a hero because he really stopped professional sports all by himself. And, you know, Rudy Gobert had the virus. There was no doubt about it. He obviously spread it to Donovan Mitchell and the NBA started to spread it. Um, obviously, the NHL has taken a hit from this Major League Baseball. We don't know of any Major League players, Major League players that are positive. We do know of some minor league players. And in the NFL, we haven't really heard a whole lot about the virus. But it sounds like sports is starting to come back and it sounds like they're going to have an idea as to when they are coming back. When you look at the PGA tour, um, it sounds like they're coming back in June sometime. The masters has been rescheduled to November, the U S open in September, the PGA in August. So it sounds like they're ready. The NBA is talking about possibly late May major league baseball is also talking about May, but there won't be any fans in the stadium. I don't think until at least August or September, the worry, though, is that there could be a second pandemic in October. But if we have a treatment by that point, if this hydroxychloroquine drug is working and they want to deem it the national um, treatment, then we should be fine come second pandemic. Um, it's just, This coronavirus is not just going to go away once it's over. It's not going to be, you know, up surprise and it disappears. Like, it's not going to work like that. Um it's like the flu. It'll have its ups and downs, lefts and rights. And, you know, we just got to be prepared for it. Um, I think life is going to change completely for a lot of people. You know, people are going to be more aware of being near people, you know, when people sneeze and cough and all those different things. And I think washing hands is going to be something that's going to be really crucial for a lot of people. Maybe they'll get rid of handshaking. I mean, who knows what could happen? But um, so that's a little note on the coronavirus. Just stay safe. Like I said, you know, we're all going to know people who have the virus, who who maybe passed away from the virus, unfortunately, but we all just got to do our part and just, you know, just stay inside. Don't spread it to other people. Um, Before we get into football, um, I just want to talk about a new podcast that's coming out uh, uh, Friday, April 10th. Um, It's called the Three Sticks Podcast. That's the number three and an S-T-I-X podcast. Uh, It's hosted by my golf instructor, Joe Angoglia, who I've known for 10 years. Um, and his two co-hosts, Sarah Stone and Colin Amaral. Just to give a little background on uh, the three of them, Joe and Gogli has been at Fresh Meadow now for about 10 years. Um, he's, I think, the best teacher I've ever had. Um, he's a great guy. I know he'll do a great job. And 
with Sarah and Colin. Sarah happens to work at the Bears Club down in Jupiter, Florida, which is where a lot of PGA Tour players belong. So she has a lot of insight into that. And Colin happens to be at Mirasol, which is another very prestigious club down in South Florida. Um, so this podcast is going to take place on Facebook and Zoom. So if you're interested, um, I have the links um, for the podcast. I can certainly send those to you. I am already thinking of a couple of people in mind who I know are going to want to watch this. Um, the first episode is, t- is Friday, uh, April 10th, as I mentioned, at 1 p.m. Uh, there's going to be four um, Long Island golf head professionals on there. Um, three of them I happen to know really well. Um, so I'm going to go through each one really quick. First one is Daryl Kessner. Um, Daryl's been a deep Dale golf club now for, I believe, 30 years. Uh, he's played in over 50 majors. He's known as the putting guru. I've had a chance to work with Daryl. He's a great guy. And I've never seen anyone who knows putting better than him. Uh, then we go to Matt Dobbins, who is the current head pro at the Meadowbrook Club. Um, Matt was the head pro at Fresh Meadow Country Club, where I belong, um, for about seven years. Uh, Matt's also a very good player, played at the University of Texas. Um, he's won two national head club pro championships. So basically the way that tournament works is people qualify. There's 120 um, club pros, club head professionals and assistants, and they they play and then they basically the top 20, the top 20 guys go to the PGA. Um, you know, Matt's also played in 18 uh, tour events. So Matt's got a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience. Um, then we got Danny Balin, who's the current head pro at Fresh Meadow Country Club. He's been there. This is his second season. Um, Danny's a great guy. He's played. He actually won a Latino America tour event. Um, but he's also won, I believe, five Met Player of the Year awards. Um, so Danny's obviously got a lot of talent, played his college golf at Penn State. Um, and then we have Sean Quinlivan, who's over at Piping Rock Golf Club. Um, Sean played at the University of Central Florida, and he also played in the Irish Open. So these are four guys who know a lot about golf, a lot about the game. Um, I'm sure Joe, Sarah, and Colin are going to touch on some different things, including instruction and their stories and how they got to where they got to and you know some of the influences that they have. And then at 7 p.m., um, that same day, April 10th, um, they're going to have on a PGA Tour player by the name of Jamie Lovemark. Now, Jamie Lovemark is a California kid, um, played his college golf at USC, hasn't won a PGA Tour event yet, but he's getting close. I know he's had some top fives and tens, and I know he's really trying hard to get that first win. And his instructor will be on Chris Como, not Chris Cuomo, the guy from CNN, but Chris Como, C-O-M-O. He, uh, he worked for three years with Tiger Woods while Tiger was dealing with the back fusion surgery. Um, Chris has a wealth of knowledge. He works with Jamie Lovemark. He works with Trevor Immelman. He's worked with Tiger. So there's a lot of experience there. Uh, If you're a golf person, this is your kind of podcast. I mean, you're going to listen to stories from tour events, stories from local events, stories that these guys have played in. You know, I'm sure there's going to be, you know, plenty of instruction being taught throughout these uh, episodes. And I know Joe, Sarah, and Colin are going to do a great job. So again, if you have any interest in listening, Um, I have the links for Facebook and Zoom. I will give those to you. Um, And, you know, I I know I'll be listening to these guys. Like I said, I've known Joe a long time. And, you know, Joe, I know you're listening. So uh, best of luck. And, uh, you know, you guys will do great. So let's let's shift gears a little bit to football. Now, obviously, as most of you know, the NFL is expected to start on time in September. Um, The NFL draft is going to be done virtually, it sounds like. Um, it is April 23rd through the 25th. Um, 
which is actually in 12, uh, excuse me, two weeks from today, April 9th. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how the draft plays out. Obviously, I'm, I'm making a lot of these predictions before the draft, and that's probably not the right thing to do, but we might as well talk about sports while we have the time. So um, I'm going to start in the AFC East. So I'm going to do teams, then quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to try to go through this um, in a timely manner. So let's start with the AFC East. My fourth place team this year is going to be the New England Patriots. Look, you lose Tom Brady. That's so hard to replace, not just on the field, but off the field, in the locker room. It's a big presence. And now they have Jarrett Stidham. Now, I know a lot of people don't know who Jarrett Stidham is. Jarrett Stidham played at Auburn, was taken in the fourth round. And, you know, a lot of people thought, honestly, he could have been a second or third round draft pick. So I think Jarrett Stidham will be okay. I don't think he's going to be horrendous or awful. I think he'll be serviceable. I just don't think New England's going to win a lot of games because he doesn't have a lot of experience. Um, Defensively, they're going to be a great team. They always are. Belichick always has them ready to play defense. So I think they're actually going to be competitive in a lot of games. I just don't think they're going to win very many games. Um, The third place team for me, this was tough because both the Dolphins and the Jets, you know, are, are kind of on similar paths a little bit. When you look at Miami, you know, they don't have a quarterback really. Right now it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, at the moment, you know, they re-signed Devontae Parker, the wide receiver out of Louisville, you know, and their coach, Brian Flores, has done a very nice job there. Even though Miami probably hasn't had the record they had hoped for, um, I think they've, they're building some kind of culture there. They signed Kyle Van Noy from New England. They signed Byron Jones from Dallas. Um, so I like some of the moves Miami's made, um, but I do have them finishing in third place because we don't know who their quarterback is. Um, right now, it, Based on the noise, it sounds like it's going to be Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama, but we really don't know. Now, there's mixed reviews on Tua. Um, you know, Tua had a hip injury that cost him the rest of last season. You know, but he's also had, you know, wrist injuries and other in- and ankle injuries. So the question is, is he durable enough to be a starting quarterback? If he, if you believe in him, which I, I think personality-wise and the way he carries himself, he's got. Tons of talent. Um, My concern is his durability and his injuries. That's probably why I would pass on him personally, but I could see why a team would go for it. And it sounds like the team that's going to go is the Miami Dolphins. Um, But again, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Number two for me is the New York Jets. You know, Joe Douglas in his first offseason has done a really nice job, picked up some good offensive linemen. Um, He lost Robbie Anderson, but I don't know why Jets fans are so upset. I mean, Robbie Anderson, to me, is a number two, number three guy. He wanted $10 million a year, which I believe the Jets gave him. There's rumors that the Jets gave him a four-year, $40 million deal. If I'm Robbie Anderson, I would have taken that. But he got greedy, wanted probably $15 million a year from the Jets because he feels like he impacted the Jets. So he wanted more money from the Jets and then took less money to go to Carolina because he knows Matt Rule from Temple and he knows Teddy Bridgewater from the Jets. Um, I think the key for the Jets this year is a couple of things. One, Chris Herndon has to stay healthy at the tight end position. He's a big help for Sam Darnold. Two, Le'Veon Bell has got to have a better season. He was awful last year. And we're actually going to find out if it's Le'Veon Bell or Adam Gase, if, who is the problem there. Um, I believe the Jets are going to look at receiver in the draft as well as offensive line. Even though they fixed the offensive line a little bit, I still think they're going to address it in the draft. Um, and they still need... They need guys to get healthy. C.J. Mosley, Avery Williamson, they need these two guys especially to get healthy, and I think the Jets will be fine. Uh, the number one team for me in the AFC East is the Buffalo Bills. 
You know, I really like what they did. They got Stephon Diggs for the Minnesota Vikings. They might have paid a bit of a steep price, but I think it's worth it for the Bills. Um, obviously, Josh Allen is their quarterback. Um, Josh Allen, to me, is the modern-day Matthew Stafford. The longer he holds the ball, the worse off he is. So if he can get the ball out of his hands quicker, I think he'll be fine. Um, but to me, the Buffalo Bills are the uh, team to beat in the AFC East. So in terms of the quarterback rankings for me, number four is Jarrett Stidham. Again, unproven. We don't know what to expect. Number three is Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, again, if it's Tua, I would still have him at this position at number three. Um, so it doesn't really matter who it is. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, a journeyman guy at a Harvard. He's played for a bunch of teams. You know what you're getting with him. He's going to be a streaky quarterback. He's going to have four great games and four bad games. Number two for me is Sam Darnold. Again, Darnold has not had a lot of help with the Jets. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I think Darnold, you know, missing the first few games last year because of mono, I think set him back. I think he'll actually have a pretty good season. And number one for me is Josh Allen, just because he has the best cast around him. Again, Stephon Diggs. You've got Cole Beasley at receiver, Devin Singletary at running back. I think Buffalo's got some good weapons um, for him. So let's go to the AFC North. Um, to me, the number four team is the Cincinnati Bengals. This team is in a complete rebuild. They cut Andy Dalton this offseason, who's been their starting quarterback for a long, long time. Um, they have the number one draft pick, and it sounds like they're going to go with Joe Burrow. Um, you know, and we'll see what happens. You know, I think Joe Burrow is a good quarterback. He's accurate. I think he needs the perfect offense for him. I don't believe he's the best quarterback in this draft, personally. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, right now, oh, I'm sorry, Andy Dalton is actually still with the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought he was cut. I'm sorry. So he actually is still with Cincinnati right now. Um, but again, I, I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I think ultimately the starting quarterback is going to be Joe Burrow. Um you know, obviously, A.J. Green coming back will help. Joe Mixon at running back will help. Um, but again, we'll see how it plays out. But I do still think they're number four. Number three for me is the Cleveland Browns. I, a lot of people are probably going to be surprised that I have the Browns at three and not Pittsburgh. But the Browns are just dysfunctional. I, I mean, Baker Mayfield, to me, does more commercials than he throws touchdowns. Um, the only thing he throws more, the only thing he does more than uh, commercials is throw interceptions. I mean, he's... I mean, he's just, he's not that good. You know, Odo Beckham Jr. is going to cause a lot of drama. Jarvis Landry might cause a lot of drama. I like some of the moves the Browns made this offseason, but I, I, I just think the hiring of another inexperienced coach in Kevin Stefanski, I just don't think this is going to work out for them again. You know, obviously they have a great running game with Chubb and possibly Kareem Hunt, you know, so I, I think they have a lot of talent on their team, but they also have a lot of players that really could blow up in their face really quickly. Uh, number two for me is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, Mike Tomlin did a great job without Roethlisberger. Now that he has Big Ben, I actually think they'll be better. I know some people are saying, oh, they're going to be worse because he's, you know, he's not as good anymore as he was five years ago. And that may be true. But I still think Ben Roethlisberger has a lot left in the tank. And I think he's got a lot to prove. Uh, but the one thing he's got to do is get rid of that beard. He looks like he looks like he belongs in Castaway with Tom Hanks. I mean, that, that beard is, whew, that is ugly. You know, I think, again, you know, getting Minka Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins, you know, earlier, you know, will help them. Obviously, they need more out of James Conner. You know, they got rid of Antonio Brown. They got rid of Le'Veon Bell. So I think there's a lot less drama there now in Pittsburgh. So they're my number two team. And number one for me is the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, Lamar Jackson wins MVP, you know, and they just made a ton of great moves this offseason. You know, I really like the way that 
they went about their offseason. You know, they realized that they had to address some things. You know, and, you know, things like defensive line, you know, and, and, you know, they don't really need much more on offense. I mean, when you have Mark Ingram and you have Lamar Jackson and you have, you know, those guys, I mean, that really helps. I mean, obviously, they got Calais Campbell, um, which is a good get for them. And they extended Jimmy Smith, who was a corner um, for them, who's pretty good. So I, I think Baltimore has done a nice job. I mean, really, their only big loss, per se, was, was Hayden Hurst. They lost him to the Atlanta Falcons. But but really, other than that, I, I really don't know if they're going to be much worse than last year. So that's the AFC North. The AFC South is a bit interesting. I think we all know the bottom team is going to be Jacksonville. This team is so bad. I mean, when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, they trade Nick Foles to Chicago, which I actually didn't mind. I didn't think that was a bad move. I was a little bit surprised that it happened, um, but I didn't I didn't mind it. It basically tells me that they're going with Gardner Minshew and that they're probably going to tank for Trevor Lawrence, uh, possibly, who is the quarterback out of Clemson. You know, I mean, you look at what Jacksonville did this offseason. They traded Calais Campbell for a fifth. That was a bad trade on, on their part. Um, Jay Gruden is now their offensive coordinator, uh, the former head coach of the Washington Redskins. So we'll see what Jacksonville decides to do. I, I Again, I, I don't think they're going to be that good. I think they're actually going to be really bad. Um, I think they might be the worst team in the league. Um, but again, you never know. I mean, some of these teams come out of left field. I just, I don't believe they're going to be that good. Um, Number three for me might surprise some people, but I think it's going to be the Houston Texans. You know, you trade DeAndre Hopkins away for basically nothing. And I get why Bill O'Brien did it. It was because DeAndre Hopkins was a negative influence bringing in baby mamas and whatever. I get that. Um, But you didn't even get a first round pick for him. You got a running back who's been hurt a lot and you got a second round draft pick. So I thought that was a terrible move on Bill O'Brien's part. I think Deshaun Watson's got to be angry a little bit. Um... But Deshaun Watson is still a great quarterback. I mean, he does so many. He reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson. He does things that make something out of nothing pretty much every play. Um, so personally, I I actually really like Deshaun Watson as a player. You know, David Johnson, I think, will have a bounce back year um, after being hurt most of last year with the wrist injury in Arizona. Um, I, I they they just this team has got to stay healthy. You know, J.J. Watt, Will Fuller, Laramie Tunzel. I mean, these guys have got to stay healthy. You know, really the biggest problem for this team in the last few years has been injury. So if they can stay healthy, I, I think this team is still decent enough where they can make a playoff spot. Uh, the number two team was really hard. You know, I, I was down to Indianapolis and Tennessee. Um, both of these teams, I think, are, are really interesting. You know, if you start with Indianapolis, they get Phillip Rivers. Um, they get DeForest Buckner. Uh, from San Francisco. So it's a really interesting dynamic how this is all going to work out. You know, obviously they still have T.Y. Hilton. Um, They got Darius Leonard at linebacker who happens to be very good. Um, You know, Jacoby Brissett's their backup quarterback. I think he could start on a few teams, to be honest with you. That's how good he is. Um, They still have Malik Hooker at safety uh, from Ohio State, who they drafted a couple of years ago. So I think Indianapolis has a lot of talent. And then when you look at Tennessee, obviously they re-signed Ryan Tannehill. Wasn't a big fan of that. I think Tannehill's a good, you know, he's fine, but he's not like an ideal 
starting quarterback. I think he's more like a stopgap. I think he had a fluke year because he was a free agent. Um, Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in football. Um, I think ten. I really believe that Tom Brady was going to go to Tennessee, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, so uh, for me, this is really hard. I think you can go either way. Um, I went with Indianapolis in second. I'm going to give Tennessee the benefit of the doubt because they got to the AFC Championship game with Ryan Tannehill. Um, but I think Tennessee is really going to focus on run game and defense. And I think that's how they're going to win a lot of their games. Indianapolis, I think, is going to focus more on the passing game with Rivers. Um, you know, because their running game, you know, it's not the strongest out there. Um, I think Phillip Rivers is going to be extremely motivated, you know, leaving the LA Chargers and coming to Indianapolis. You know, Marlon Mack is a, is a decent running back. You know, Darius Jackson, the, uh, the kid out of Eastern Michigan, again, he's, they're decent running backs, but they're not Derrick Henry. Um, so ultimately, I, I believe that Tennessee is going to win the division, but I think it could come down to the last game of the year. Then let's go to the AFC West. I'll go back to the through the quarterbacks of the AFC in a moment, as I completely forgot to do that. Um, so when, when you look at the AFC West, you have, um, I think the last place team to me is Denver. Uh, you know, Drew Locke, you know, I, I think Drew Locke could be the long-term guy. I, I'm not as high on him as a lot of people are. Um, you know, Vic Fangio, second-year head coach. I, it's hard to tell if he's the real deal because I just think John Elway is so bad as a GM. Um, number three for me is the L.A. Chargers. If they draft Justin Herbert, I think they could be two. But right now I'm putting them at three with Tyrod Taylor. I don't think Tyrod Taylor is a bad quarterback. I just don't think he's Derek Carr or Patrick Mahomes. Um, and that's why those two teams are ahead of them. Um, if they sign Cam Newton, I still wouldn't put Cam Newton ahead of Derek Carr or um, Patrick Mahomes. So number two for me is the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, this will be their first year in Vegas. Um, I know that city's really excited to get the, the black hole in there. Um, you know, Derek Carr is, we'll see how he does. He's been up and down most of his career. Um, you know, and number one for me is the Kansas city chiefs. There's no doubt Patrick Mahomes is to me, the best quarterback in football. And, you know, he, he is a special, special player and obviously winning the Super Bowl last year and winning MVP and, you know, just doing his thing. He's really special. So let's go back to the AFC. Uh, let's go back to the AFC North. Um, the four quarterbacks for me right now, um, I'm going to assume that Andy Dalton is the quarterback right now because we do not know if Joe Burrow is going to be the number one pick. Cincinnati could easily trade out of that pick. Um, so for me, it goes Andy Dalton, Baker Mayfield, Ben Roethlisberger, Lamar Jackson. Um, Baker Mayfield, to me, like as I mentioned, completely overrated. I just don't think he's that good. I think Roethlisberger has also lost a step, but I, I still think he's better than Mayfield. Um, and Lamar Jackson is obviously the MVP of the league last year. In the AFC South, for me, Gardner Minshew is number four, and I know a lot of people love him. He screams barstool. The guy wears jorts, bandanas, has a mustache. Listen, he's a character and a half, but he is an awful quarterback. Um, number three for me is Ryan Tannehill. I, again, as I mentioned earlier, Tennessee's going to focus a lot on defense and run game. Number two for me is Phillip Rivers. I do think he's going to have a better season, but the same problems are going to linger, which is he turns the ball over too much. And number one for me is Deshaun Watson. He, Deshaun Watson is special. You know, he's like Russell Wilson, as I mentioned, where he can get out of the pocket, make all these different plays. Um, so that's my AFC South rankings. In the AFC West, for me, number four 
is Drew Locke. Number three is Tyrod Taylor. Um, and that, you know, that could be debated easily. Um, number two is Derek Carr, which is really sad because in a good division, Derek Carr is three or four. And number one is Patrick Mahomes. So now, as we all know, if you don't, uh, here's a newsflash. The NFL has added an extra playoff spot this year. So that means the only team that gets a bye is the number one seed. So the two has to play the seven, three, six, and five, four. So my seven playoff teams are uh, in Buffalo, uh, Baltimore, Tennessee, Kansas City. Those are my four divisional winners. My three wildcard teams, not in any particular order, Pittsburgh, ten, uh, Indianapolis, and Houston. Um, I think the sleeper team in the AFC is the Raiders, if they can get it together. The Chargers are also a sleeper if they draft Justin Herbert. Um, I'm not sold on the Browns, as a lot of people are. I'm also not sold on anyone in the AFC East. They're all terrible. Let's flip to the NFC. Um, let's see if I can do this right now and do quarterbacks and divisions together. Um, let's start with the NFC East. The fourth, the worst team in the, in the NFC East is the Washington Redskins. Obviously, this team is in transition. They hire Ron Rivera from the Carolina Panthers. They also brought over Kyle Allen from the Carolina Panthers to challenge Dwayne Haskins, who they drafted out of Ohio State. Um, if it were me, if I was Ron Rivera, I'm starting Kyle Allen. Dwayne Haskins is not very good. I didn't like him coming out of the draft. Ohio State has never done well at that position in the draft in general. Um, Ohio State does much better at the skill positions like corner safety, running back, wide receiver. They, they don't do well at quarterback for whatever reason. Um, so for me, I would go with Kyle Allen if I was Ron Rivera, but maybe Dwayne Haskins will have a better season. Again, their team really doesn't have a lot. Number three for me is the New York Giants. The Giants, again, are another team in transition. Um, you know, hired a new coach. Um, we'll see how he does. You know, I, I happen to uh, like the hire. I know he's a bit inexperienced and he's young, but he comes from a tree of Belichick and Saban. That's always a good thing. You still have Saquon Barkley. I think Daniel Jones is the right quarterback for this team going forward. Um, I, I question Dave Gettleman and his moves sometimes. He's a He's interesting. Um, but again, I, I really like the hire that they made. Getting rid of Pat Shermer was absolutely the right move. That guy was asinine. I mean, he, he couldn't coach out of a brown paper bag. I mean, he just, he couldn't do it. You know, but Joe Judge, I, I think he seems like a, a coach that's going to hold players accountable. And when you come from the Belichick tree, that's always intriguing for people. Um Number two for me, this was tough, but I went with the Philadelphia Eagles. I actually like a lot of the moves the Eagles made, you know, getting Darius Slay from the Lions. I don't know what the Lions were thinking there. I mean, that was a great move by Philadelphia. Um, it sounds like they're looking at Yannick Ngaku. I probably screwed that name up. I'm sorry. He plays for Jacksonville. Um, you know, obviously Carson Wentz at quarterback. They also, um, interestingly, um, released Malcolm Jenkins. I was a little surprised about that. Um, you know, but again, made some coaching changes on their staff. Um, you know, they also, you know, have made some moves. I, I'm curious to see what they do at the backup quarterback position. Cause right now it's Nate Sudfeld. Um, I really could see a scenario where Cam Newton ends up in Philly, but the problem is Cam Newton is so soft. He would get chewed alive by those fans. Um, so I'm not really sure how that would, how that would work out. Um, I still think Cam Newton, if he does sign this year, I think it is going to be with the L.A. Chargers. Um, and that's what it that's really what it sounds like, at least according to a lot of the uh, 
the NFL insiders and the news media. Um, the number one team for me is Dallas. I, I mean, you hire Mike McCarthy, love the hire. Um, Dak Prescott is, you know, he'll sign his contract and get it done and whatever. And, you know, Zeke Elliott is still a great running back. I think Travis Frederick, though, is going to be a big loss. You lose an offensive lineman like that to retirement, that's a big loss. Um, but I really like this team. I mean, again, high expectations, you know, and we'll see where it goes. Playoffs are always dicey with this team, so you never know. But thankfully for them, they're not in a great division. They should beat the Giants and the Redskins four up, you know, win both games against those teams, and Philly probably is split, and you're five and one in conference, five and one in your division. That's pretty good. Um, so now in terms of the quarterbacks, for me, number four is Kyle Allen or Dwayne Haskins, either one. Number three for me is Daniel Jones. I think he still needs a little time. Number two for me is Carson Wentz. And number one is Dak Prescott. I, I still like Dak better than Carson Wentz, even though I, I don't think they're that far apart, but I think Dak is still the better quarterback. Let's go to the NFC North. Um, the fourth place team for me is the Detroit Lions. This team is awful. I don't know what they're doing. They traded Darius Slay away. I mean, if you're going to trade him, you might as well trade Matt Stafford. I, I mean, you might as well move on, go take Tua or Justin Herbert and start over. Um, you know, Stafford's a guy who's had a lot of ups and downs the last few years. He had some injuries. His wife had a personal thing. It's just a lot going on for him. And Matt Patricia is, has not worked out in Detroit. I mean, it just, it hasn't worked. I think the Lions are going to fire him after this year because I believe they are a top five bottom feeder in the league. I just don't think they're that good. Um, number three for me is the Chicago Bears. They get Nick Foles to compete with Trubisky. I don't know if there's that much of a difference. I mean, yeah, maybe you give Foles the edge because he was, you know, a Super Bowl winning quarterback and he worked with Matt Nagy in Kansas City. So you're thinking, okay, maybe Foles has the edge. Trubisky to me just can't hit, can't hit a moving target. He can't even hit a stale. He can't even hit a target that stands alone. You know, so I just, I don't think Trubisky's the guy. Obviously that was a bad move by the Bears to trade all that up. Um, so for me, I think the Bears are number three. Number two is Minnesota. Uh, I don't think the Vikings are that much better than they were last year. I, if anything, they got worse. They traded Diggs to Buffalo. Um, Kirk Cousins, you know, I've, I've said a lot about him on the show. And, you know, everybody knows my feelings on him. Um, but he did win a playoff game. He beat the Saints. But, again, you're paying him a lot of money, and he wins you one playoff game. It's, it's not worth the money. Uh, you know, you're better off going somewhere else. Obviously, Dalvin Cook has turned into a great player. Uh, defensively, this team will always be good. I think the Vikings are going to be in the mix for a wild card spot. And number one is Green Bay. I mean, Matt LaFleur did an excellent job um, in his first year with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, a lot of people really questioned if Aaron Rodgers was going to get along with, with the new head coach because he's, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a diva. He doesn't really like being told what to do. Um, so I thought it was really interesting how that dynamic was going to work out. Um, but it's, it's clearly worked out with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers so far. I mean, it's early, it's only year one, um, but we got a long way to go. Um, in terms of the quarterback rankings for me, Foles and Trubisky are both at the bottom. Stafford and Cousins was tough. You know, I think Stafford has talent, but again, the injuries scare me. Cousins, I think is, while he proved it against the Saints, you know, against San Francisco on the road, he didn't look that good. Uh, I think I would still take Stafford over Cousins just because of talent. Um, so I would say Cousins three, Stafford two. But again, that's very interchangeable. And number one is clearly Aaron Rodgers. 
Let's go to the AFC South. This division got really interesting. This division had a ton of moves. Um, the fourth place team for me is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I, I like a lot of the moves that the Falcons made. You know, they signed Todd Gurley um, on a one-year deal to try to revive his career after, the, after it didn't work out really towards the end in L.A., when Sean McVay just decided not to give him the ball in the Super Bowl all that much. And, you know, he's got a lot of knee problems. So we'll see how the, the Falcons shake out. I, I don't think they're a bad team. I just think their division is so hard. You know, obviously you have Julio Jones. You have Calvin Ridley. Um, they signed Dante Fowler from Jacksonville. You know, so I think they're an improved football team. But I just don't know if they have enough to really scare in that division. Number three for me is the Carolina Panthers. I actually am excited about this team. You know, you look what they did. They hire Matt Rule from Baylor, who was a popular coach. Seven years is a lot to give a guy. Um, but now Christian McCaffrey is the franchise player, which is the way it should be. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is now the starting quarterback. And you've got good offensive weapons like DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. you got Russell Okung now at tackle. Um, defense, you know, obviously Luke Keekley retires. That's a big loss. Um, but you still have guys like Shaq Thompson. Um, you know, so I, I think Carolina is going to be a competitive team. I just think it's going to take a little time for this team to gel because you have a new quarterback and new offense, new coach. I think it's just going to take some time. Number two for me is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, they were the big winners of the offseason getting Tom Brady. Um, there's rumors that Rob Gronkowski may come out of retirement to join Tampa Bay. Who knows? You know, whether it's fake news or real news, well, we won't know until Gronk says it himself. Um, but Tampa Bay's got some weapons. You look at O.J. Howard at tight end, Mike Evans at the receiver position. Tampa Bay's going to be a good football team. There's no doubt about it. And Brady just may, alone makes you better. And there's a lot of motivation there for Brady. He's trying to prove that Belichick was the problem in New England and not him. He's also trying to become the first, uh, really, they're trying to become the first team to ever host a Super Bowl in their own city because this year's Super Bowl is in Tampa. So we'll see if Tom Brady's able to do it. Um, and number one for me is still the New Orleans Saints. I know last year was disappointing after losing to the Vikings. They played better with Bridgewater last year um, than Drew Brees. And we'll see. I, I think ultimately the Saints are still the most talented team. You've got Michael Thomas, who signed Emmanuel Sanders. You still have Alvin Kamara. Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback. You have Cameron Jordan on defense with Denario Davis. I mean, the Saints have so much talent. And I really believe that the Saints are the best team in that division. In terms of the quarterbacks for me, it goes Matt Ryan at number four. Teddy Bridgewater at number three might surprise some people, but I really am a Teddy Bridgewater believer. I believed in him when he was with the Jets. Um, number two for me is Tom Brady. I know that might scare people as well. And number one is Drew Brees. I still think Brees is a better quarterback than Brady right now. Um, obviously, legacy-wise, Brady's a better quarterback, but I think right now I would take Drew Brees. And then we move on to the NFC West. Um for me, the number the number four team is the LA Rams. They made a lot of moves. You know, they got rid of Gurley and some other guys, and it sounds like they may cut Brandon Cooks as well. I just think this team is just trying to get younger and you know, kind of a little bit faster. Um, Sean McVay, I think, was vastly overrated as a coach, um, and we'll see how it works out for them. But this division is very difficult. Uh, number three for me is the Arizona Cardinals. I actually like a lot of moves Arizona made. Um, obviously getting DeAndre Hopkins is a, is a big, big get, you know, it sounds like they're trying to fix their offensive line a little bit. They'll probably address it in the draft as well. You still have Patrick Peterson, still have Fitzgerald. I love Kyler Murray as a quarterback over Josh Rosen. That was an excellent move by Steve Kime. 
And Cliff Kingsbury is, you know, he's an offensive guy. And that's what you need in Arizona. They're going to be an up-tempo. This team is very dangerous if they can put it together early. Number two for me is San Francisco. I actually was really hesitant. to. I actually almost considered, excuse me, I almost considered putting San Francisco at three and Arizona at two. But I stuck with San Francisco. I still think their defense is very good. Their running game is good. I just don't like Garoppolo all that much. I'm not a big Jimmy G guy. Um, or, as Steve, or as Stephen A. Smith calls him, porn star Jimmy. And number one for me is still the Seattle Seahawks. I, I, I pick them every year to win this division because I just think they have the best quarterback, and that's Russell Wilson. He just makes something out of nothing every single time. You know, defensively and offensively, this team isn't – they're not that good. You know, they signed Greg Olson at tight end. I like that move. DJ Metcalf, I, I really like him. Um, I think Seattle's going to be a good team this year. Um, in terms of the quarterback rankings for them, number four for me is Jared Goff. Um, again, I'm not sold on him as much. I think he's still a good quarterback. I just think he's the worst quarterback in this division. Number three for me is Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, he got to a Super Bowl, but he choked in the fourth quarter. Number two is Kyler Murray. I love his explosiveness. My, my big thing with him is, can he make those throws when it's necessary, you know, in those, you know, tight windows and even looking over offensive linemen is difficult at his height. And number one for me is still Russell Wilson. Again, top five quarterback, in my opinion, in the league. So the NFC, the seven playoff teams I have for them, uh, the four division winners, Dallas, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Seattle. Um, the three wildcard teams was actually really tough. Um, for me, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, I think they'll make it. Um, I believe the Arizona Cardinals are going to sneak in. Um, the last wildcard spot for me was, was tough, uh, but I went with San Francisco. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I think Philadelphia is going to be really competitive. I think there's a chance Carolina can be competitive and Minnesota as well. I really think the only teams we know that are definitely out, at least in my opinion, are the L.A. Rams, the Atlanta Falcons, the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, the Giants, and the Redskins. I think everybody else is, is in it, really, in the NFC. Um, so everyone's going to start asking me, who are you picking for the Super Bowl? We're in April. The draft hasn't even happened yet. Um, if I'm picking right now, um, Boy, that's really tough. I'll take Kansas City out of the AFC. I still like Mahomes a lot. Um, the NFC, you know, I'm going to surprise people. I'm going to take Seattle. You know, I, I, I think Russell Wilson is that good. I don't think their team is that good, but I think he's that good. Um, but I could easily see New Orleans, but they seem to choke in playoff games. I could definitely see Tom Brady taking the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. I just think Brady's going to start to fade out a little bit. You know, Green Bay has had their ups and downs in playoff games. Dallas, too. You know, I'm not really sold really on anyone in the NFC. I think it's really that wide open. The AFC, for me, it's clearly either Kansas City or Baltimore. If there is a dark horse team, I do believe it's Buffalo. But I, I really think Kansas City is the team to beat in the AFC. So that's my uh, my NFL spiel. Um, obviously, you know, you guys can uh, debate it with, with your friends and your family about my opinions. And, you know, um, I know I haven't put out a lot of episodes and I'm sorry, I'm still working from home. Uh, it's pretty difficult to put things out when I'm still working. Um, you know, obviously I'm trying to spend more time with family. I just got into Netflix. I finally downloaded Netflix and it took me months to do, but I finally did it. Um, so I'm starting to get more into that. So again, it again it takes away time from, uh, you know, making episodes, but, um, you know, I'll try to put out some more, um, if you have any ideas of what I should put out there, just, you know, shoot me a text if you have my number, 
my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. My Instagram is Bake. That's at S-C-H-A-E-F-F, the letter N, and then Bake, B-A-K-E. Same thing for my Twitter. My Facebook is Andrew. Last name is Schaefer, S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. Um, if you guys have anything you want me to talk about that you think, you know, should be talked about, um, please, I'm more than happy to, I'm open for suggestions. I'm more than happy to hear your opinions. Um, again, uh, I just want to reiterate the three sticks podcast will start tomorrow. Um, I know I'll be, I'll definitely be listening because as most people know me, I'm a very avid golfer. Um, if you want the zoom or you want the Facebook again, just go to my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And I will certainly send it to you. Um, you know, I think it'll be pretty cool to listen to a PGA tour player, talk about his life. Um, talk to a PGA coach who's worked with Tiger Woods, the best to ever play the game, in my opinion. Um, and obviously you can listen to, you know, uh, four guys from Long Island who have had as much success as anyone in terms of head club pros in the United States. Um, so I would definitely take a listen. Um, hopefully, you know, you guys can uh, share this with all your friends, my podcast. Um, I, it can be found on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you guys want to look. Um, Thank you for listening. I'm Andrew Schaefer, and this is Straight Up Sports.